Hey Marvel Maniacs, welcome to another exciting episode of Guardians of the MCU. This is episode number 288. We're recording this on Tuesday, December 6, 2022. Just a reminder, Guardians of the MCU is part of the Random Chatter Network. Please do check us out at randomchatter.com for information on all of our shows. Membership through Patreon. Ask us. <laughs> Access whoa, to the Escape Hatch whoa, Discord whoa, channel whoa. and show merchandise from T Public. <laughs> I actually want to go back and try to listen to that on at least like 1.5 speed. And I'm going to like, you're going to be Alvin from Alvin and the Chipmunks. Probably. Sometimes when I edit the shows, I do listen to them on super fast speed um, <laughs> because I'm just, you know, if I'm waiting for certain things. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Also, I finally finally purchased some some uh, t-shirts, one for Guardians and one for MCUTV. So now I can You're rep. the one. I saw <laughs> that purchase come through yesterday. <laughs> I'm like, oh, someone just bought some some MCU stuff. Fantastic. I'm throwing well, my hands in the air. No one can see. And yeah, but putting that reminder out there to folks, uh, truly going to T Public. Um, if you go to ramchitter.com slash store, I believe is the URL. Um, mm-hmm. That will get you over to T Public, and yeah, we have T-shirts and hoodies and all sorts of stuff over there um, with logos from most of our shows, um, mm-hmm. including this one and MCU TV. So, so they also make nice Christmas gifts. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. saying, John, you had something. I actually feel like we should probably reorder. I think our T-shirts are actually all long in the tooth. I, I a few months ago, I, I picked up a, a new Guardians one and a new uh, <laughs> a, a new uh, um, Force Chatter one, <laughs> and then Lucasfilm shut down the Force Chatter one because oh, no. the, because the logo had a um, uh, an element in it that they said, "Yeah, no, we're not going to let you use it." And they're usually very Wait, very good what? with their stuff, but yeah. Yeah, we l- talked l- about l- that, didn't we? At some point, uh, maybe. <clears throat> so maybe when Eric was here. Yeah, probably when Eric was on. So yeah, we have to redesign the logo to take out whatever I can't remember what the element was that they were said about. Um, I, I think it was the Rebel insignia or something, um, so we can get a new logo up there. But yeah. So, I mean, what I have is a collector's item. Plus, I also have shirts from the uh, old Echo Base show before we change it over to Force Chatter. Also a collector's item. I mean, I could eBay this stuff for hundreds of cents. Hundreds yeah. of pennies. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, hundreds of pennies makes at least a dollar. So, I mean, you get something. That's Tim, true. Tim, I had some hats. Oh, wait, it makes program. It makes sense. I, Sorry. Aha. <laughs> I see what you did there, Shiva. <laughs> You're welcome. Sorry, go ahead, John. I was going to say, Tim, I had some hats from an old program in my attic for 20 years. I busted them out during COVID, and everyone's like, Where did you get that hat? And I was like, I have a box of them from 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I mean, who knows? Twenty years from now, people may want those shirts, Mike, and they'll never be able to get them, except for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, folks, on to our news. 
Uh, so I, I think I was going first, I think. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. So we do have a couple of items uh, from Brazil Comic Con, um, which is, uh, it's always a, a con that I forget about as we're talking about like the big cons. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, I typically always refer to New York City Comic Con as like the last big one. Well, it, it is the last big one in, in the U.S., uh, even though like there was L.A. Comic Con like last week or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but Brazil Comic Con is globally the last big one of the year. Um, and Disney all, always has a big presence there. And they talked about all sorts of stuff um, on the Star Wars side of things, on on, on uh, the Marvel side of things and, and dealing with other Disney properties. So on the Marvel side of things, um, one of the big uh, topics of discussion was Guardians of the Galaxy 3 uh, had their first trailer. And one of those, like maybe a long teaser is really what it was, I guess. Um, it didn't really give story, but it did give us a lot of imagery and a little bit of voiceover and that kind of stuff. Um, just real quick, few bullet points that I kind of want to highlight from it. Um, so we saw more of Nowhere, which we also saw in the holiday special. Um, which we know from the holiday special, Nowhere was actually purchased from the collector um, <clears throat> after the whole Thanos thing. And uh, the, the official synopsis of the film actually states that they're working to repair the damage done to Nowhere by Thanos. Um, it does seem to confirm that we are going to get some kind of exploration of the origin of Rocket, um, which then also leads us to, and we did get an image of the High Evolutionary. Um, who is the person who presumably um, created Rocket. Talk a little bit about the High Evolutionary later and kind of like a very mini uh, character profile type of thing. Because uh, really, we haven't talked about him. Quasi-obscure character. You know, I mean, more of a mainstream character for the cosmic side of Marvel Comics, but for everyone else, not really. Like, I had to really look into who the, the, the High Evolutionary was. Um and by the way, James Gunn, uh, writer and director of Guardians of the Galaxy 3, of course, um, has said that uh, Chukwudi Awuji, I believe is how it's pronounced, or something similar to that, who plays the High Evolutionary, is, quote, the best actor he has ever worked with. That's, like, super encouraging. Yeah, um, and it's really high praise, too. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Uh, they're... We do see Gamora um, appear in this as, as as basically we assume that one of the storylines here is Peter looking for Gamora. Um, it does seem that the entire group, including Gamora, does end up back in a prison somewhere because they're back to uh, mm-hmm. wearing orange jumpsuits. Uh, so we'll have to see what that's all about. And of course, we see Adam Warlock, which we expected um, from the uh, uh, end credit scene from Guardians of the Galaxy 2 that we would be seeing Adam Warlock. Um, and Adam Warlock does have a connection with the High Evolutionary in the comics. Um, but some of that connection may be taken away because the Infinity Stones are are no longer in play. So um, any thoughts that you guys uh, particularly have on the, um, the Guardians trailer teaser thing? I feel like I'm going to cry a lot because there were a lot of images of people crying. And I was like, that is... It's a great sign that I will cry during this movie because, <laughs> I mean, I think I almost even cried a little bit with with in Guardians 2 where Rocket was just, you know, talking about how anytime Rocket just shares how he's, you know, 
like the first one, he's like, oh, they call me a, a raccoon. They make fun of me. The way he just mm-hmm. kind of shares how he really feels. Um, anytime he starts talking and sharing about his feelings, I really kind of feel for the guy. So every time I, I have a feeling that just hearing more of his backstory is going to make me cry even more. And then I think we saw Mantis crying. So I'm like, does that mean that everybody disappears except for her kind of thing? Or, you know, what's going to go on with that? So I, I just a lot of crying. Uh, oh, John just left. It looks like he had a connection issue. Um, so in the meantime, uh, Sheba, why don't you go ahead with your news item? Alrighty. So mine was a, a small thing. Um, Funko Pop released um, images of their Quantumania Pops, and there's a whole bunch of uh, different ones. You see uh, Kang the Conqueror and Ant-Man, Wasp, that kind of thing. But we also get one of MODOK. And I don't know if any of uh, either of you have gotten a chance to look at these Funko Pops, um, but uh, the MODOK one looks very like a, a kind of like a robot. Um, and Modoc technically, you can see at least his face, um, and the rest of him, rest of him is kind of robotic. But <laughs> excuse me, um, I it looks kind of different. Um, I'm sure Marvel knows what they're doing when it comes to all the characters, um, and they usually do a pretty good job. Um, but this one just kind of reminded me of like you know, like an egg almost. Mm-hmm. Um, and like then you like maybe it's a mask maybe he's just wearing like a, a funky little mask and he takes it off and then he's creepy and weird behind it um but he looks just kind of like a robotic egg to me um so we'll see what happens when we actually see him in the movie um i i really enjoyed what they did in the <coughs> excuse me in the video game the marvel the avengers video game mm-hmm. um because they had uh what's his name turn into modok eventually um, and I thought that was kind of a cool, cool way of going about it. Um, so it's a little different than, than what we've seen in comics, TV shows and anything like that. So I don't know. I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. Um, we know that a lot of the merchandise and things that we get isn't always necessarily a hundred percent accurate. Um, so, so we'll see what do both of you think of, of Modoc and his creepy little egg thing. I mean, I, I, I hope they do the character well. Um, it's 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 a character that, uh, you know, if, if if it's not done well, if it's not done properly, is just going to be just bad. Um, yeah. You know, and, 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 and I won't be happy with it. I mean, you know, so I, 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 I hope it's good. Um, I mean, as as far as the, the Funko Pop goes, I mean, I'm not really a collector. I'm not a huge fan of those. Um, but it is, you know, I, I, I like that they are part of the whole merchandising plan for things. And so sometimes we get a little bit of a sneak preview of, of what's to come. I like the, I like the Funko Pop idea. I've never liked Modoc. Fair. I, I, and, and I mean, and this has nothing to do with anything with the MCU. Like anytime he appeared in a comic, I was like, I just it's so anytime he's brought up I'm like I just don't like there is something about Modoc which I absolutely just cannot stand I mean I get it it kind of is a little bit annoying yeah 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 so, de- definitely so, an odd yeah. character yeah I, I, which is fine so does he have a place will he fit in 
I'm sure. I uh, in Feige, I trust. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I still roll my eyes. Yeah. 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 And they can easily make him look like a caricature and just like they did with uh, what's called in the Modoc show, which I only watched like two episodes of. <laughs> um, <laughs> so like they kind of just made it seem like he was just a ridiculous whiny, you know, just whiny. So mm-hmm. um, I could see I don't think they're going to mess up that badly, um, but I just I can understand and see where the annoyance comes from for that character because uh, he. He is kind of a little whiny, I'm not going to lie. In the video game, he wasn't. In the video game, he was still kind of, he was a little annoying, but only annoying because he was like, well, I'm right, and everybody else sucks kind of thing. But he was more, he was more interesting, I feel, than I've seen him in other things. And I've only seen him in some, like, cartoons and things. But I, I, I enjoyed his arc in the video game. Fair. Okay. Um... John, uh, uh, you had your connection dropped earlier. I, um, what were your thoughts before we uh, continue on about the um, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 trailer teaser thing that we got? Well, apparently I was snapped again. So <laughs> that was just... <laughs> um, The teaser didn't do a lot for me i mean this definitely seems like it's gonna be you know a bit darker as sheba said you know some aspects you know gonna be sad i mean after after black panther and wakanda forever i'm not sure i need another sad marvel movie true yeah yeah i was like (laughs) that one was rough i don't need another one yeah Um, yeah but I mean, I do think we're going to see some some death, you know, in it. You know, there's a lot of people saying Rocket. We've definitely heard Dave Bautista say, mm-hmm. you know, he's kind of done um, and, and, you know, is, you know, does he die? Do both of them die? It, we'll see. Um, I don't. I think it's going to be they're setting this one up to be very different than the other ones have been, which have been lighthearted. You go back to the first one where everyone was like, oh, can Marvel add humor into their movies? And everyone Mm -hmm. thought Guardians was going to flop because of that. Mm -hmm. Um, So it, it is a very different tone. The, te- I mean, the teaser's kind of grown on me to a bit where I, it didn't do anything for me, but I was like, it's going to be different enough that it intrigues me, um, as well as I love all the actors who are in it, and I think they do an amazing job. So uh, I'm going to give it a shot, um, but I can't say the teaser did anything for me to be like, oh, man, I cannot wait. That's fair. I mean, I got really excited also about Gamora because I'm like, ooh, more Gamora cosplays, which means that I need to get more Gamora cosplays. Uh, so, obviously, because you're going to be on the black carpet again. I, I hope so. That would be really exciting. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it, it, it was one of those uh, <laughs> uh, teasers that, that really did hit a lot of stuff. And you know, I, just even looking ahead as, as you're talking, John, you mentioned kind of 
you know, some of the darkness of, of what we've seen and, and, and getting a feeling for what's going to come up. And you're going to talk about some stuff in Ant-Man. I, I, I think phase five is going to like beat us up hard. Um, yeah. It, it, it doesn't look like it's going to be extremely uplifting, um, which which I'm personally good with. I know, mm-hmm. I mean, still keep in mind, Marvel always does a great balance um, of of comedy as well as other things, whatever the subgenre is that they're kind of working within. So, um, you know, we're still going to be getting that. We're still be get, going to be getting some lighthearted stuff. But I think all in all, we're 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 gonna see a kind of a, a dark chapter here as we as we move forward in the MCU. Um, it's it, it's going to be interesting. Uh, before John, before you get into the Ant Man stuff, um, I did mention um, in talking about this this teaser the the high evolutionary, and so I just want to take a few minutes to just kind of get folks oriented a bit to the high evolutionary and and and, and who he is. Um, first appearance in the comics was in the mighty Thor back in 1966. Um, his origins there in the comics, uh, he's a human Englishman who took a lot of interest in, uh, genetic manipulation. Um, it, with a need to, he then started to do some various experiments and with a need to conduct those experiments away from people. Um, he was doing a lot of experiments on animals and that kind of stuff, doing genetic manipulation, which obviously makes a lot of sense for this connection with Rocket. Um, he took residence at Wondagore Mountain, which Wondagore Mountain we've seen mm-hmm. before. If you remember uh, the the third act of um, Doctor Strange 2, uh, that is where um, Wanda went to 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 find uh information from the dark hold uh which had been destroyed and that information was was supposed to be there at Wondagore Mountain. Um he later then moved to a spaceship. Uh so this guy moved around a lot. Went from <laughs> from England to Wondagore Mountain to a spaceship, then up in space found a planet that he called Wondagore 2. Um he then occupied a moon within uh the orbit of Wondagore 2 and artificially created a planet called Counter Earth, um, which is basically supposed to be a replica of Earth so he could basically preside over everything that he created. Uh, he developed this army of, of evolved beings um, and uh, ended up taking the title of the High Evolutionary. Um, he is in the comics the one who gave Adam Warlock the soul gem. Um, at the time, it was basically Adam Warlock was working for him, doing things for him. Um, he has, uh, in, in terms of powers, I think a lot of the things that we would kind of expect here, obviously, uh, high intelligence, but to the point of high intelligence equal to that of cosmic entities. Um, he's the leading geneticist of the, the entire Marvel universe. Um, he is, uh, physically aided by an exoskeleton that he constructed, uh, he can, um, w- with that and with his knowledge and various powers that he has, he can evolve or devolve life forms and manipulate matter at a subatomic level. Uh, that's a little frightening. I mean, the last time John manipulated matter at a subatomic level, bad things happened. Um, hey, we don't talk about that. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll let that out. I'll let it that out. Don't worry about okay. it. Um, uh, you know, superhuman strength telepathy, telekinesis, blah, 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 blah. Um, obviously has yet to be seen what we're going to get, be getting 
uh, in the MCU. Uh, in the comics, frequent interactions with the Fantastic Four, Doctor Doom, Galactus, the Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor, the Avengers, all those types of characters. So, um, yeah, that's 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 our little mini profile on the high evolutionary um, kind of scary dude, super powerful, <laughs> mad scientist type. So that's it. That's that's all there is. Uh, with that, we pass things on to you, John. Uh, I'm going to throw a curveball. Yeah. And speaking of the Fantastic Four, did either of you see recent articles about John Krasinski and his kids? No, I don't think so. So, so his he was on. I want to say Kimmel. Okay. And because the only thing recently, or the only thing he's been in that his kids can really watch is The Office. Yes, I saw that actually. So the kid, his kids have seen The Office, and they're like, "I mean, you kind of look like that guy, but you don't <laughs> like him." So they do not believe he is an actor. They've seen their mom and Mary Poppins, so they know she is an actor. That's and hilarious. And they told him, you must be something like an accountant, and mom took pity on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I remember seeing that and laughing so hard. Yeah. I was like, of course, of course they would do that to poor John Krasinski. Yeah. Um, so just seeing that and like, and like to the point where like he has been out with his kids and people have come up to him and said, oh, you know, I recognize you from the office or I've seen you in the office. Kids are like, oh yeah. Like the (laughs) office where you're an accountant. (laughs) (laughs) So, so slight sidebar of you know, trials and tribulations of famer, famous actors. Very nice. Um, so speaking of not the Fantastic Four, but maybe. Um, Ant-Man and Quantumania. Uh, so director uh, Peyton Reed said, we're starting all phase five in a big way. This is the biggest adventure that Ant-Man and Wasp have gone on. We're going to strange places and we're encountering encountering an antagonist that is unlike anything we've ever experienced that includes Thanos. I think he who remains in Loki is very different than Kang the Conqueror in our movie. They're variants, but they're extremely different people. Kang is someone who has dominion over time, but he conserves his energy. He's very, very scary, scary character to deal with. So we bring this up because Tim and I, I'd sent him a theory on Daredevil. We were trading back and forth on rumors about Ant-Man and how maybe in Quantumania, the rumor is Kang wins. Um, Which, for the record, man, do I love when the villain wins in a movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. and that kind of sets up the next phases and the rumor of bringing in different variants from across the multiverse to kind of battle Kang and kind of retconning to a degree secret war to kind of get there. Um, so kind of my questions and, and, and kind of the discussion for this 
is the first one is do we do we need that we saw it to a degree in spider-man we saw it to a degree in doctor strange thus the john krasinski connection uh Mm -hmm. to all of that do we need another movie where we're going to see a lot of variants, whether it be <clears throat> fan castings that we've always wanted to see, whether it be bringing in Fox uh, actors from X-Men and other movies. I mean, do we, do we need to see that again? Do we need to see... Tom Cruise finally show up as Iron Man. <laughs> no, no, we we, no, we yeah, don't need to no. see that. We don't need <laughs> to see that. So I mean, there's 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 a few thoughts here. I mean, so first of all, if if this is in fact how things are going to go, you know, so we have we have Quantumania coming up this February, two mm-hmm. years down the road, uh, presumably, um, in May of 2025 is going to be Kang Dynasty. And then another year following that is going to be Secret Wars. So it's it's a lot of time to cover and it's a lot of things for them to bring in. Now, of course, we had, you know, mm-hmm. 10 years of the MCU building that up for um for Thanos for the Infinity War. Um mm-hmm. we're also going to have between now and then a lot of new characters introduced, including the Fantastic Four, uh, mm-hmm. which that movie is gonna come before King Dynasty. Um, we're going to have Blade, we're going to have Captain Marvel 2, we're going to have all sorts of different things, plus all the Disney Plus shows and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, some of which will will probably, you know, some of these characters will be involved. I can't imagine they're going to bring in all of them. But Secret Wars in the comics was a huge, huge ensemble of both yeah. villains and heroes. So, you know, it may very well happen. And, and I do think that there is some possibility, um, you know, where this rumor is coming from that we're going to kind of, we might see, uh, Ant-Man and Wasp and maybe other characters milling about the, the multiverse and the timelines and the quantum realm and all that gathering up a bunch of other characters to eventually face and fight King because they're going to have their asses handed to them in quantum mania mm-hmm. um you know it, it it do we do we need it no but there is also a grandeur that's expected from secret wars um and i think a lot of that obviously will contribute to it and i i mean it, i don't disagree and i think it would be fun There is something to be said to seeing, you know, do do we, I mean, provided he's still alive, do we see, you know, Ian McKellen come back as Magneto? Do Mm. we see him and Michael Fassbender at the same time? Which would be mind-blowing. I mean, there are some mind-blowing aspects to it, similar to Spider-Man, to see some of these folks come in is that oh, I mean, we might see something like that in um deadpool 3 
if the rumors right, about Mike. Deadpool three involving the TVA are true. So well, we apparently, but I mean, would who wouldn't lose their mind to see yeah. Chris Evans, you know, as the Human Torch again? I mean, yeah, just as a full circle nod, not as Captain America, yeah. but as an older Human Torch. I mean, mm -hmm. who would not stand up and fist pump and applaud in the theater when that happened <laughs> because of the goddamn humor in it? Oh, I yeah. would. I, I, I absolutely I would. would. And, and, and I hope that when they they make that movie, that they do allow like five or six seconds after that reveal, knowing that crowds are going to go nuts. Yeah, I mean, and what I want is then Michael B. Jordan to like walk off from like side screen and be like, I'm Human Torch too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh my God, yes. And But I also kind of secretly want somebody to just be like confused, like, wait, but you're Killmonger and Captain America, what is, what yeah, is going on here? Yeah. Like, what is, exactly. what is happening? Like, why are you, why are you the same people, but not the same people? Yeah. <clears throat> but like, I also did kind of hear a rumor going around that they were going to, they were going to cut back <laughs> or at least stop some of the TV shows, um, which would be interesting because they're focusing more on the movies, apparently. So if that's the case, that would make sense why they turned um, Armor Wars into a movie and not a, and not a TV show. Um, I think they're yeah, just, you know, I, I, I've I've been hearing that rumor too, and that rumor. So the interesting thing is, and I've seen the rumor pop up a bunch of times, but I'm only seeing it go back to the same source, which is not a good source, um, and it's only being reported by um, entities that are not amongst credible sources. So it's not being reported by yeah. Hollywood Reporter or Deadline or Variety. Right or CBR or any of those entities that, you know, we kind of rely on for good news. So I have a lot of doubts about that. And quite honestly, most of what's on the schedule right now takes us through 2024 um, mm -hmm. in terms of Disney plus shows and the vast majority <clears throat> of those are yeah. either done with production or somewhere in production. So, uh, I mean, okay, yeah. maybe they're going to have some alteration to their 2025 schedule or something, but now yeah. the 23 and 24 schedule is practically locked. Yeah. And I'm it, honestly a little, I'm a little, I'm, I'm disappointed, sad, whatever you want to call it, but people just saying that phase four was not, was not good or that, and I get it. There's some things that were really weren't so good and some things that, that were great. I get it. Yeah, people have yeah. their favorites. People don't like things. But the fact that people are just kind of dismissing phase four altogether, not everybody, quite a few people, <clears throat> it just, it hurts because there was a lot of diversity in phase four. And it was a lot of times where not just myself, but quite a few people saw themselves for the first time in a Marvel movie or in any movie, to be honest. And to just dismiss phase four altogether kind of really hurts because I really, I enjoyed it regardless of what things were great and what things weren't so great. We saw a lot of diversity. We saw a lot of direct, not even just in front of the camera, but behind the camera as well. And to just say that, oh, it was all awful. It really just, it, it really hurts. It's kind of really disappointing and it really hurts because I enjoyed it. I enjoyed all of phase four. There was, like I said, things that I liked more than others, but I, I still thought they did a great job. So it just, 
it kind of just feels a little disappointing and hurtful that people are like, well, it's not good because the people that should have been there, you know, the, the people that we normally see weren't in, in front of or in front or behind the camera. So that's yeah. why it's disappointing. I, 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 so, I think where a lot of this is, is, is one, it's exactly that Sheba that, that we had a lot of the first three phases and so many of our favorite characters are gone or mm -hmm. disbanded or something. Yeah. And so you had a very different slate of characters um, coming up in front of us in, in phase four. And yeah, there were some really great things out of phase four. There were some things I wasn't a fan of, but it's also one of those things that we, we are, we're at a point when, when you, when you build, when you do world building like this, not everything mm -hmm. is going to be a heavy hitter right out of the gate. And I, I, I set this akin to how, um, uh, his name was just in my head. Um, and then it's, 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 it's gone. The, the showrunner for, um, for Lucasfilm. Um, um, Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni. Yes. Thank you. So, you know, Dave has done a lot of the writing. He's been the showrunner, et cetera, for like um, the Clone Wars series and and that kind of stuff. And, you know, it would frustrate me to no end that, oh, there would be an episode out that people would decry as, oh, it's just filler. It's just, you know, whatever. Right. They needed to hit their 13 episodes for the season. And, you know, there are two episodes they just didn't have story for. So they just made up some crap and they put it in there. First yeah. of all, I don't know of any entity that's going to spend the money on, quote, making up crap mm -hmm. to just put out there. It might not make sense right now in the current storyline, mm -hmm. but all those things that people decried as filler back in the day, later on in the season, came about as, oh my gosh, these were like leading to this other big storyline. That's what these things were connected to. So there yeah. is, there is an arc. And when you have something like Clone Wars that had a consistent writer and showrunner who had this grand vision that, hey, we're going to be connecting C to X two years down the road. Well, we mm -hmm. have exactly the same thing with the Marvel Cinematic Universe where we have someone Absolutely. who is the grand poobah of all this who's going to connect C to X years down the road. So some of yeah. these things we were seeing like, wow, that movie was just kind of out of left field and they just did this thing that didn't really seem to make sense or whatever. Um, wait, you know, and, and yeah, I, 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 there's always the people out there who will say, well, but I should be able to watch a movie and for face value, get everything out of it that I need to. Right. Sure. If it's a movie that's not part of some grand universe that has yeah. dozens of other movies mm -hmm. in it. Yep. When you it's have dozens of other movies and TV shows, it's one big arc. You're yep. telling a gazillion stories that are part of one bigger story. You yeah, have to accept that. And if you don't want to be part of it, then that's fine. Just let other people enjoy what is happening. It's yeah. called a cinematic universe for a reason. True. And, and before there were cinematic universes, think about watching Return of the Jedi without ever seeing a new hope or empire strikes back 
Star Wars was maybe Star Wars was the first cinematic universe. Maybe. But this is how it I mean, that was a trilogy. It wasn't I mean, so there have always been I mean, Indiana Jones, for Christ's sake, Rocky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Rocky. Yeah, uh, Planet of the yeah, Apes. Uh, Planet of the Apes. Planet even before Apes. those created a cinematic yeah. universe. Yeah. So, I mean, there have always been. No, yes. Is the MCU a bit bigger than some of the other ones? Absolutely. Sure. And there are pros and there are cons to that. Um, and anytime a new movie comes out, I inevitably have people who text me and say, what do I need to watch before I can see this? Because oh, I yeah. want to see the movie. Right, right, oh, right. Um, and there's sometimes where I'm like, nothing. Sometimes it's like, have you seen these two movies? Sometimes it's like, have you seen, have you seen this movie? And actually, if you watch this TV show, you'll be a little bit better off. But that's like a nice to have. Yeah, not a requirement. Thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think Marvel does a good job with that, but the the opposite of that is I'm gonna throw some shade the DCU where <laughs> you didn't need to see anything to enjoy the Batman. Sure, you didn't need to see anything to enjoy the Joker. Um. The even the Justice League movies kind of sort of tie together, but you can enjoy Aquaman without seeing the other movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you can if folks if you if you don't like that with Marvel, I recommend the DCU because it's all over the effing place. I yeah. said effing Tim. You don't have to edit that. Except I fully expect that James Gunn is going to change that. I think he will. Yeah. Yeah. I and, mean, and, I, I have and full also, faith in James also, Gunn. Also, I'm excited if he does, because I am uh, a huge Batman fan. Same. I oh, love, yeah. I actually enjoy, like, I, I would love for it to change. And please, James, change it. And when you do, yeah, come on the podcast. I know Guardians <laughs> of the MCU, um, and technically we have a DCU podcast, but James, you started in the MCU, and screw Mike. Like, well, that's well the thing and, and what, what, what I'll say is also, DC doesn't necessarily have to follow the Marvel model of things, right. and, and, exactly. and I don't think that they will, but what I do think there will be is more connectivity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I don't think, you know, James Gunn wants to set out because obviously it is, it's also hugely complex to be building something that consists of, you know, dozens of individual components. So I don't think James Gunn is going to do that. I think, um, I think he's going to want to, to simplify it some and, and create a, a, an easier model, but one that does have connectivity because while I think standalone movies are great. And I and I do love to see it for for any character, and I love a lot of the DC characters. Um, some of those stories require context, where you need to see mm-hmm. the evolution of a character, you need to see a story build, that kind of stuff. And unless you're going to do a four and a half hour long movie, um, yep, uh, which they did have moderate success with, um, 
the, the, you, you really don't, you know, that's not really what you're shooting for. So I think we are going to see, I, I don't think James Gunn is going to follow the Marvel model, but I do think he's going to have more connectivity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and uh, by the way, um, James Gunn, 31 minutes ago, just tweeted, as co-chairman and CEO of DC Studios, I vow to the public at large and you, the fans, that I will break off the shackles of our limited imaginations and will abide by no gorilla limits whatsoever. Yes. That, I'm that, excited for that. And I didn't even yeah. look for that. That alert popped up on my phone as we were talking about it. So Twitter is listening. It knows. Or James Gunn is listening. Or both. Or that. You're right. Um, where are we, John? I think we are, um, I think, I think we're to the lightning round. Are we? Okay. All right. You covered everything with, uh, with Ant-Man you wanted yeah. to. All right. Uh, so let's see lightning round stuff. Um, and because we just to, for, for, uh, because we are running a little long here, um, some quick things. So Robert Downey Jr. Um, in an interview with deadline says that he misses quote, being in the trenches with Kevin Feige throughout um, uh, the MCU, the beginning of it with John Favreau, it's like a beautiful dream now. And in the end, uh, when I realized I'd made so many close friends in the MCU cast and the Russo brothers helping me to embrace Tony's arc. Um, so just a little bit of a reflection from Robert Downey Jr. on, on, on what's going on, um, how he felt and feels about the MCU. Uh, Michael Gandolfini, uh, the son of the late James Gandolfini, who actually, uh, took on the role of, um, his father's character's uh, uh, younger self in the Sopranos prequel has signed a multi-project deal with Marvel, uh, which will begin with Daredevil Born Again. Uh, we don't know what his role is, so it'll be interesting to see what that comes up. Um, another casting announcement, Kate Dickey uh, from Game of Thrones uh, has been announced as a, a villain for Loki season two. Um, of course, this is in the midst of principal photography for Loki, Loki season two, uh, having been completed for months. Um, so this was something that they've managed to, to keep under wrap, uh, for, for quite a while. Uh, CBR speculates that damage control will have a significant role in armor wars, uh, and they are expected to be, uh, an antagonist in that, which, which makes a lot of sense. And I'm super excited about seeing damage control kind of come back again and expand and, and, and be part of this. Um, and speaking of Armor Wars, Don Cheadle has said that Armor Wars uh, is, quote, a rebirth for his MCU character. It's coming back to this character. Um, we've never gone places that we're about to go. So I feel like in some ways we're just getting to know him after all this time. Um, any thoughts you guys have on any of those items before we close out? Uh, I mean, you know, it's I think our, especially with the RDG, RDJ piece. Um, I don't think he's been in anything that has been as successful or as well-known since Iron Man. Like he did do little and that did little Bombed. in the box office. Oh, <laughs> ho, she was yeah. like hammering with the puns here tonight. Wow. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so I think after that, he's probably just like, Oh, maybe I have made a huge mistake. Um, or not a huge mistake, but maybe he was like, maybe I jumped the gun too quickly. Um, but like, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I loved him as, as Iron Man. I loved him as Tony Stark. 
Um, I think he fit the the role really well. Um, I think if he wants to do other things, that's that's awesome as well. I, like totally do other things, but I think it's still. It, he, I don't know if people are going to see him as anything else because I think all the roles that he did, even during Iron Man, were kind of similar to Tony Stark or similar to the that that to his character. He didn't do anything really super different from what I remember from the things that I saw afterwards. I will achieve it to a degree. Um, so he, the one that jumps out at me is the judge. Oh, right. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, yeah. You're right. To which even then I said, why is Tony Stark's dad a judge <laughs> in a small town? I right. mean, to a degree, he typecast himself. Right. Um, and that's, but also, if he had not nailed that first movie, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be talking today. Yeah, that's true. We wouldn't, because <clears throat> it was the success that him created. I mean, for Christ's sake, they changed the look of Tony Stark in the comics to match mm-hmm. RDJ. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so... You know, I'm 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 sure he does. I'm sure, and you hear that with other actors who had long careers as one character, where it, you know they do miss it, um, because that was I mean, for ten years he was Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. So yeah, he's. I mean, I'm sure Chris Evans. This is being Captain America. Yeah, I'm but sure I mean, Dave, I'm sure Dave uh, Bautista is going to miss being Drax when he's done. I mean, so yeah, there there is something to that. Where so much yeah. of their of their life, right? Um, I mean, I guess it's a little different with with Chris Evans because he's done stuff afterwards and during that have still gotten been successful. He's still been successful in those yeah. movies. I, I can. I can. I've seen so many of his movies where I was like, "Oh, I really enjoyed it." Um, All he has to do is be a jerk, and you're like, (laughs) "Oh yeah, that's not Steve Rogers." (laughs) Right. Exactly. Just be completely different. But I think you're right with Dave Bautista because he hasn't done much. I mean, he's done some movies that you're like, "Oh, this is interesting." But it didn't have the same level of yeah. Yeah, it didn't have the same level of success. So I feel like he too might be a little like, "Oh man, like." I think I, I want to go. I think I'm a little sad. I hope. I hope that's not the case. I always hope that you know these actors get to go out of their comfort zone, do other things, and, and do other projects because we do want them to succeed. Um, and I hope that they're not like, oh, that was where I like that was my best moment kind of thing. I don't want them to think that. Well, also keeping in mind, and I'm you know, while obviously they they love <laughs> their job, they love to act. They also have made a gazillion dollars off of the work that they oh, did with yeah. Marvel Studios. So it's That's not it. like a, you know, they're in a tough spot, um, you know, but uh, yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. All, you know, also great actors that have phenomenal careers ahead of them. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, well, folks, that's going to do it. We're going to wrap up here for the week. Uh, please. Thank you very much for joining us. And please do catch us next week for more news and discussion on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Take care.
and the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Take care. I'm going to think that. Well, also keeping in mind, and I'm, you know, while obviously they, they love <laughs> their job, they love to act. They also have made a gazillion dollars off of the work that they oh, did with yeah. Marvel Studios. So it's uh, not so like a, you know, they're in a tough spot, um, you know, but uh, yeah, oh, I mean, yeah. All, you know, also great actors that have phenomenal careers ahead of them. So, mm-hmm. all right. Uh, well, folks, that's going to do it. We're going to wrap up here for the week. Uh, please. Thank you very much for joining us. And please do catch us next week for more news and discussion on the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Take care. <laughs>